0: My name is Scott Challoner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Um, it is a crisp, cool morning here in the Capitals, you record today's program, and I'm delighted to say that my guest today is Barry Florida-James, director and founder of Just Accounts. Uh, Just Accounts is a cloud-based accountancy platform designed to optimize processes for contractor accountants and umbrella and payroll providers. Uh, Barry, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Good morning, Scott.
0: It's a real pleasure, Barry. Um, now, that's, of course, only a very brief sort of overview as to what Just Accounts does. Um, you're initially from a background in software engineering, aren't you? So I suppose that sort of gave you that acumen necessary to sort of go and start your own business. Um, so how has it been sort of building the, the company up over the uh, the last few years and getting it to where it is now? And what would you say it is? Yeah, well,
1: that, we... Um, <clears throat> We actually had the idea for the business in in 2008, mm. and uh, myself and two colleagues from Sage founded it. I was I was the technical guy, one of them was the accountant, and the other guy was the uh, uh, sales guy. So we good good mix of skills, um, and we we all took redundancy from Sage and used that money to build an initial product that we took to the market. Um, and our, our real aim was to service the one man bands the 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 single sole traders out there that that find it difficult to do to do their books and their accounts and but as the, as the product developed that's moved into the contractor market because we find that our software was particularly suited to uh, accountants that have large volumes of clients and and really there's not many of those in traditional high street accountants they're kind of round about the two hundred two hundred fifty mark whereas our sweet spot is, is doing things on scale. So if you've got 2,000 clients with VAT returns to do, you can do those with one button push on our software. So the the software naturally fitted into the contractor landscape. Subsequently, mm. the the use of limited companies um, for contractors changed and uh, legislation changed and umbrella uh, payroll companies became more prevalent. So actually our, our base now is uh, 80%. Umbrella software and payroll clients direct, so we payroll about between twenty and thirty thousand people every week on the software so that that's that's quite a nice feeling to have achieved that that, that, that it's something that's important to the economy and for people to get paid mm. um
0: exactly right so, yeah yeah so that,
1: that's that's re- really where we're at now we've mm. we've got more more end users than ever. Um, and we're still growing. Um, even even during the pandemic, we still continue to grow. Because actually, w- what happened, because our software isn't on-premise, you can run it remotely from anywhere. It, it, it suited the, the work-from-home agenda that happened during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we actually got inquiries from people that were not able to get into the office but still needed to run payroll.
0: Yeah, I think with the proliferation of hybrid working patterns, especially the demand for technology such as yours is certainly going to uh, to be there. And I can imagine in a year yeah. where you know payroll professionals have had to grapple with um, all of the things to do with the furlough scheme and sort of tying that into payroll, um, that obviously, like say, your, your software has provided a really important solution for the likes of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, the 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 uh, the constant changes, which were good for the employees, obviously kept us up at night having to work them in. You know, mm. with the furlough scheme and and keeping abreast of when things were happening. And, and even though we're software providers, we become experts to our clients. So they would often, often ask us for advice on, you know, when were things were happening, what they should do, how they should deal with sickness and absenteeism, and, and you know, whether it was right to follow someone or not. Uh, so we, we kind of became uh, advisors and counselors on, on, on that whole system. But in the main, it worked really well for most of our clients, you know, it really got them through what they needed to do in that critical period.
0: It's important, isn't it, that sort of when you're in a position such as that that you're in, when you're in sort of a time of crisis where you've got to be sort of, you know, that kind of morale, that sort of advisory figure for not just, of course, those around you within the business, but also your clients as well. You sort of take a major stand when it comes to sort of maintaining morale, don't you? And in an age where, you know, we're paying more attention to sort of mental health and well-being than ever, I think that's incredibly important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think also it's interesting because um, part of the reason that, that, that we can give that advice and that consultancy is competitors obviously don't see what other competitors are doing, whereas we do. So we we can um take take the general sense of what everyone in the market's doing and and just let people know that in a in a an objective way and without any agenda we can just say, Well, this is what this is what we know other people are doing, so you might want to try that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It puts you in that sort of unique position, doesn't it? To sort of offer that advice sir, for sure. And yeah. well, we're talking about sort of advice, just because we do have quite sort of a younger listener base here um, that tune into the podcast regularly, who may be of that sort of entrepreneurial mindset and are thinking about starting a business of their own in a challenging economic environment such as this. Based upon your experiences, Barry, running your own business, um, what sort of advice would you give to a young budding entrepreneur to really sort of get them to look up and look at the opportunities and start on that road to success?
1: Well, the first thing is just go for it. <laughs> you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. You've got to do it your own way and you'll meet plenty of people that are detractors and tell you that it can't be done. Um, secondly, read as much as you can from from people that have done it. You know, I, I know Elon Musk is a bit of a, he's a bit of a malmite character, but, but what he's achieved, you know, and, and given all of the, obstacles that he had to get through and and what he's managed, it it, it is pretty astounding. And and anyone that's got anywhere, it always looks like an overnight success story, but it Mm -hmm. never is. And the foundations are always, you know, know know the market that you're dealing with, understand Mm -hmm. your product uh, and offering intimately, and then just work really hard at it, you know. And, And all of the, you know, everything that we've done, that we've done really well is in all, all the books that you read in business, like the, the things that the Harvard Business Review will tell you, what's hard is is actually carrying those things through. Is when you're under pressure, still sticking to the process and doing things the right way. It's uh, it's it's never wrong to do things the right way, no matter how much pressure you have to take. Shortcuts or cut corners, and it, it'll be hard work, but it's, it, you know it's immensely rewarding. And if you've got you, you know we the, the original intention of of our software was like I said, it was one man bands, but now we're primarily uh, a payroll provider for umbrella software companies. But that's fine, you know. That that's where we found our niche and and our success. And so adapting adapting your plans and being agile is it's the one advantage that you have as a small business mm. over the large businesses, is that you can be closer to the market and adapt.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's been the buzzword of the last year, hasn't it? And we've seen some incredible innovations from industry in order to sort of pivot and adapt to the challenges that the pandemic has thrown their way. Small business that forms the backbone of the UK economy, I think is so, so good at that. You're absolutely right. Um, And I do want to go back to when you mentioned Elon Musk there as well, because he's one example of a businessman who's had to jump through so many hoops. And when you go and speak to a lot of small businesses, um, they've always got sort of their own stories of setbacks where they've had to sort of change certain things and adapt. And it's helped them become successful. Um, do you think that sort of setbacks in one's business journey are just an inevitable part of like life oh, within the industry? And we have absolutely. to learn. Absolutely,
1: you know, no one can read the future, so you've, you've got to. It's how you, it's how you react to those challenges, you know, and and uh, and how you deal with failure and and, and turn that round and, and and make it a success. As long as you're learning the whole time and and, and you've got the ability to adapt, you know that. That's, Part of your plan has to build in, you know, that that relative uncertainty because the killer thing in it, it was, you know, in the early days, we got really close to running out of cash. And that's the killer for most businesses. It's not that the, the market isn't there, but you just need a little bit more time. And um, So understanding, I, I was quite lucky because our software is financial software. So I necessarily had a, a financial background, but I, I go to um you know, network meetings, and it surprises me how a lot of really good businessmen don't really understand the finance. So I would, I would say either get those skills in early. You know, find a, an accountant that you can trust and use, or have it in house, or develop it yourself. You know, understanding the business finance is critical because, in the end, that's all a business is. It's a, a profit-making machine. You know, that's how, that, that's what differentiates it from any other entity. So ultimately, you've got to see what your path to profitability is.
0: Yeah, and I think reaching out to others as well for that support and that advice. We've seen that in abundance during the pandemic, certainly business leaders speaking to each other. And I think it sort of made people almost realize that, you know, you don't have to take on all of this on your own, do you? I mean, you can approach others, you can learn from others. And that's also a key part of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's although every situation feels like it's it's unique to you and you're the only one suffering that, It's very unlikely that someone hasn't gone through something similar and and can help you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned as well that one of your sort of earliest challenges as well was sort of managing cash flow before the business sort of built up to uh, to what it is today. So you could say that's sort of your setback. Um, It's obviously been said quite widely as well that the pandemic over the last uh, year and a half has been another significant learning curve for businesses. Of course, you've been in a good position during that time to sort of advise your clients and there's been demand there for your technology. So maybe the impact on the business hasn't been that adverse. But have you maybe still learned something valuable from sort of this period? Period of time oh yeah so.
1: I mean we have a it's interesting you said about the age of your listeners because um, uh, most of our employees on the tech side are, which which I'm closest to are under 24 mm-hmm. um, we have a, a history of bringing in people that, uh, we, we, we ob- always use lots of apprentices and we've some of our most senior employees now know people that have been apprentices with us for you know five six seven eight years um, and part of part of what I wanted to do with the business was to bring people in and then train them up. So we take on a lot of graduate level developers. And because we 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 are not that big, we can't always offer them the next role, but that's fine. You know, if they stay with us for two years and they go on to something else. It's it's great for us to have that alumni. Um, but it was interesting because some of, <laughs> some of the the lads when we were initially Doing the um, you know Zoom meetings online, we're we're in the their mum's conservatory and getting interrupted by dogs barking and 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 so one of the things was that if you had a setup at home that was uh, correct for office working environment, it was perfect because you, know, you actually had less distractions and could get on with things. But if hmm. if you weren't if you were living with your parents or you had other challenges at home, um one 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 of our apprentices actually. Um, helps with care with his grandparents so that, that was made more difficult because he was always there so things would be dumped on it's not the right word but you know he, he would be asked to do things that he wouldn't have been if he was in the office mm. um, and as soon as we could open the office back up there was a marked split from the, the, the people that had set up the, at home and were quite comfortable with that and people that couldn't wait to get back into the office because it was a better working environment and I think that's you know in this modern age of hybrid working or the ability to work from anywhere, it's finding an environment that works for you. And I, I I've always been a an advocate of that. We've never insisted that anyone works in the office for set hours. We've always been quite flexible about that. But mm-hmm. generally people do because it's a good environment and we can share ideas and it's a a productive environment. Where where yeah. I think know, the we're... different disciplines can
0: Yeah, there are a couple of really important things um, to touch on. Sorry to cut cut you off there, Barry. Um, What I wanted to talk about as well was um, the fact that you mentioned, of course, firstly, the fact that you're bringing apprentices, that next generation in the sector through. And I think where, you know, we have well-publicized skills shortages in sort of digital and technology, that's incredibly important. But also you make a really important point there about sort of flexible working practices and sort of offering that to your employees, because in an age where you know there is this sort of difficult environment for recruitment let's say um, the demands that prospective employees and job candidates have from their employers is changing they almost expect to have that flexibility and if you sort of don't show that you don't give them the opportunity to either work from home or be able to take advantage of the office space that you're not going to be able to tap into that pool of talent because they're simply not just going to come and work
1: for you. Absolutely, and I think you know, it, it, there's been a generational change in attitude there. When when I was young, it was all about the next job that paid more, really, you know, moving up the career or moving up the career ladder. Whereas the the conditions and the um, what else you're offering as an employer seems to be just as important as the the salary to to most of the people we interview.
0: Yeah, I would say exactly the same thing as well. I actually spoke to um, another uh, business executive uh, just a few days ago on this program and he actually said that he discovered over the last year that people are actually willing to be paid slightly less for better working conditions and that's now become just a far more important part of it. I think that's absolutely right. So it shows, isn't it, that it's changing, isn't it the the job market is changing what people want from their careers is changing, and business has to essentially move with the times and continue to adapt to that and I think given that adapt has been the buzzword of the last year, as we mentioned before, um I think industry is perhaps you could argue primed to move with the times and actually you know adjust to this changing landscape we're seeing
1: yeah, well, I think um a lot of people because they've had to work from home with proven that it can work, whereas in the past, it wouldn't have been offered to them. Um, the only issue with the hybrid working is really the economics of it, because for us, our office space is quite a cost. You know, it's probably, apart from people, it's our major overhead. So it, there's a little bit of me that goes, well, it, if, if I'm only if it's open five days a week, but people are only using it three days a week, that's that's an inefficient cost. So that that is something that is a little bit of an issue. Really, mm. it, you do as as a small business, you're always looking at the bottom line. And it, um, I mean, it's it's not too bad for us because there's always somebody in the office. But generally, the, the the pattern for our development team returning to work is they're in the office three days and home two days. Mm. That's the general pattern, which I like. You know, it just makes them more productive. Yeah, when when you're working on a, a, a software environment, there's often oftentimes you just need to be head down in it and no distractions. So those two days at home gives them that the three days in the office gives them chance to share problems and issues and, and resolve any anything else. But, you know, maybe some of these new flexible office spaces um that, that I know are in in major cities, not really where we are, but they might come more to the fore where mm. actually we don't need a permanent base but we could use somewhere three days a week.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And we did actually have um, a fantastic uh, podcast program uh, very recently where we talked to a commercial property sector expert about exactly this and how that environment is uh, changing because of how businesses when what they want from their office spaces is starting to sort of amend to the environment that we're seeing now. So it is certainly a time of all change in industry. That's absolutely right. And um, just before we actually do uh, wrap up uh, the uh, the program today, Barry, I do want to talk about sort of the immediate future for yourself and your business. Um, obviously, the demand is there for your product, which is absolutely fantastic and really, really encouraging. Um, and since we're moving out of sort of restrictions now, we're hopefully able to leave the pandemic behind as an immediate and present danger to life. Um, what are you sort of aiming to do over the year, uh, the next twelve months, and by this time? Well, in 20,
1: we've yeah? um, we've got some really interesting new product launches. So we we're we're, we're launching a, a CRM product as a an addition to a core product that's been in the pipeline pre pandemic. We've worked on it during the pandemic. It's kind of it's it's perfect for us now because it's it goes along with this new coming back to work. Everybody's you know ready for a new challenge, moving forward into something else. So we're, we're hoping that we can you know challenge in a slightly different market with that and. and um, you know, obviously keep the the day-to-day business going and that and that growing steadily. But you know, everybody's excited in the business about this new product. We're, we're you know we're small enough that everybody when something's going on like that, everybody gets involved. You know, there's nobody left out of of the process. We'll, we'll we'll sit in the office and review it together, and we'll we'll talk about it and get excited about it together. We'll we'll think about ideas of where we might be able to sell it in new markets we can go into. So that's that's really a, a, a big focus for us. It brings along all of the other mm. new ways of working and you know adapting to the new changes. And uh, and I think part of the I, I have to be honest, part of the development of some of our junior staff has been on hold because normally the way that we train them is on the job and with the senior people next to them helping them, and and that transfer of knowledge and skills hasn't happened as much remotely so Mm. that's another thing that we're actively going to to really push on with is is developing those skills and and we're lucky we've not lost anyone over the pandemic even though the i know in the in the tech sector a lot of people there's a lot of demand for skills and a lot of people are under pressure to Mm -hmm. change paying conditions to keep the staff but we've we've had none of that because we're we're kind of gone this journey together now with this with this new product. So I think I think no one will believe until that's done
0: it's fantastic isn't it that sort of ethos of just keeping everything together driving forward innovation it's really really admirable and i do sort of wish you all the best of luck with the uh, the new product launch coming up over the next year barry and i think as we sort of start to see how that sort of comes to fruition i'd even relish the opportunity to welcome you back onto the show with us to talk about yeah Yeah. i think it would be fantastic just to see how things are coming along and obviously like i say there's still a few little, little variables in how sort of the economy is going to pan out whether any restrictions may or may not return so always good to review things like later on down the line for sure.
1: Okay, great. Thanks, Scott.
0: Brilliant, Barry. Um, for now, of course, I've really, really enjoyed having you on the uh, the programme today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you uh, with us. And for any listeners tuning in who may have been inspired by Barry's story and you may even feel that you have your own tale of success and of innovation to share on the programme, then by all means do apply to come on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Uh, Barry, thanks again and do take care.
1: Thanks, Scott
0: it was a pleasure welcoming barry florida james from just accounts onto today's program and i do hope that everyone thoroughly enjoyed the interview that is tuning in today um until next time i'll be heading back to my usual spot in the westminster arms and raising a glass to outstanding leadership and do join us next time for another tale of success and innovation from a whole new business leader with a whole new story to share with us at the leaders council take care everyone until then goodbye